Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Thursday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And fortunately for the listeners, I got all of my uh, hateful ranting out of the way before uh, we started recording. So uh, we don't have to deal with so much of that. Uh, today we're going to talk about, first of all, just a little bit of our experience with Vintage Masters. Uh, because that's been a lot of fun, uh, as much as I've been able to actually play it. Um, and we're going to get into... Uh, uh, Modern, just briefly, because I played in probably my second sanctioned modern tournament uh, this week. Not the PTQ, because we'll get to that. And then we'll uh, get into some M15 spoilers, uh, which I totally forgot we were going to talk about until Steven texted me back today. I was like, oh, yeah, and we'll talk about M15. I'm like, oh, that's right. M15 (laughs) is here. Oh, wow. So a lot of really weird stuff so far from M15. Uh, I'm just gonna say, doesn't it? This set de- this set seems crazy compared to previous uh, core sets. Am I far off base with that? It seems like they're not trying to make it like a like an expansion set, but they're just they're just trying to do more stuff. than it seems like they it seems like previously the core sets or at least the new core sets once um, I guess M10 came out or. What was it? 2000. Whenever they switched philosophies on the yeah. core sets, M10, um, M10, where they basically would, you know, bring back an old mechanic, and then maybe there'd be a cycle or two of new things going on. This one, they're just like without introducing new mechanics. Still, it seems like they're exploring a lot more design space than they normally would in a core set. Yeah. Uh, instead of just like a bunch of reprints, there it's you're getting a, like a substantial number of new cards. A substantial number, and like wild new cards too i feel i think that like having the outside designers of certain cards really is like making it seem that much more uh expansive right yeah and i mean that's just like a a cycle that they're that they're doing amongst other things and uh they're yeah they're just <laughs> they're they're just pretty random I, I so far i've liked them and, and then they've got the community design card as well in there yeah uh, for good measure Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, first of all, just uh, some a little talk on Vintage Masters. So, um, Vintage Masters, first of all, it came out. Uh, been drafting it a little bit. You've been playing sealed with it, apparently, which I haven't had a chance to do. Um, I I love it. You? I I think it's great. It's uh, I, I like it more than Modern Masters, and it's just below cube in terms of like things I want to do in limited. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, like. I'm admittedly not the strongest drafter in the world. Um, and so, you know, my first go around, uh, I, I saw a goblin and I was like, 
Well, I know how to draft some goblins, so I drafted a hulking goblin, my very first draft pick playing uh, Vintage Masters. Pack one, pick one hulking goblin. That's some commitment right there. Um, and uh, went uh, just doing Swiss drafts just because I wanted to get as many games in as possible. Usually I just try to spike the eight fours and typically fail. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but I played. I went two one with the uh, with the goblins deck, and then I uh, tried to draft something else, and it was an utter mess. Uh, and I went one two there, and then I uh, went for goblins the next two times, and went two one and one two. So still no three zero on it. But uh, I've had a lot of fun trying to draft that deck and make it work. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, life gainy things and just goofy stuff that can really put a roadblock in, or just like the shadow decks <laughs> can just yeah. can just go past you uh, if you don't have enough removal to deal with them. Uh, so that wasn't fun. Not to mention uh, whatever that card is that. Um, gives uh, protection from the color of your choice till end of turn the instant that's white that's uh that's blown me out quite a few times that shelter yeah shelter yeah that's totally blown me out a few times when i tried to like clear out one of their shadow creatures um but uh it's it's been neat uh opened uh, a taiga and a tundra and a tolarian academy and a foil skull clamp uh so a couple interesting things i think that's really what i wanted to do was to see what kind of cool stuff i could come up with in my packs no power no power. Uh, uh, I know you opened at least one piece, right? Yeah, I got an Ancestral Recall. Which you just pawned off for tickets, right? Yeah, I wanted to draft some more. I probably shouldn't have. I mean, I I guess if I open any more, I'll probably hold on to them. But um, that and the fetch lands, at least for that first day, I just... Not the fetch lands, the, the dual lands. I was yeah. just selling them. Yeah. Selling them, plowing them back into more drafts. Yeah, and I've got the Tundra. It seems like the Tundra is going up and up on like a buy list so i'm glad i haven't sold it yet because i was like tempted to and i'm like eh, whatever so i didn't and uh seems like it's only getting more expensive so uh pretty cool so what have you been drafting uh well speaking of goblins i did force it once for one of the 64 man release events and I guess I just have a small sample size. I did not feel it was that good. And I was absolutely the only goblin drafter um, in, in the pool. I think I'm going back through my text messages because um, it kind of traumatized me. Uh, so, yeah, second pack, I passed. Uh, this might have been just a mistake even in a goblin's deck. A library of Alexandria for uh, a goblin ringleader. <laughs> um, <laughs> that That doesn't seem right. Um, not the ringleader. What's the one that gives him haste? Yeah, I passed a library of Alexandria to pick a goblin war chief. Which, yeah. if I'm the only goblin drafter at the table, I could probably just table that. You can, I mean, like, honestly, I'm looking on, uh, MTGO, uh, wikiprice.com. You can actually, uh, just buy a library of Alexandria for, like, three, four tickets. So. Oh, no, I, I looked it up first. I was like, wait. Let's see how much this is actually. Okay. No. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, yeah, if it was like, you know, like 10 or more, I wasn't going to just pass that. That's right. silly. Yeah. Um, I've mostly been drafting blue green. I just, especially with sealed, that just seems to be, uh, the pile of the best cards, um, that I can, I could usually put together the blue green madness deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, I mean, you've got all the, yeah, you've got the green creatures, which are the best. Cause you know, the creatures in this set, 
they're not from the modern era, so they're generally not that great. Um, but the green ones have always been uh, above curve in terms of power for, for what you're paying. And then you know, you've know you got blue, which has uh, amazing you know tempo plays such as uh, Man of War or uh, uh, just Counterspell, which is a common. And I've been playing so many Counterspells. Uh, Counterspells, Circular Logics. I've been playing, I play, like I never play Control or Blue in Constructed, but I'll I'll play the, the, the hell out of it in Limited, and I yeah. have been. Uh, I've been playing, I mean, just, you know, you get a wild mongrel. Um, you could just have just stupid turn threes from there where, you know, you could you could swing in for four and discard a basking root wall and uh, arrogant worm. And there's just like no coming. There's there's no coming back from that point on. Um, the waterfront bouncer is really great. I've I've gotten to live the dream where you discard a circular logic, counter their spell, bounce their guy. Um, which is just, uh, just really stupid. Um, what else? I drafted a, a couple lightning rift decks. I really like that because it, it doesn't seem to work in sealed, but in draft, you can actually get enough, uh, cyclers where you can make your, uh, lightning rift, especially astral slide. Um, I, once I had it, I did not realize just how many enter the battlefield effects there were in basically every single color uh you've got you know goblin commando even goblin settler in red uh and god help you if you have a uh, flame tongue pavu um in black you've got uh the was it predatory stalker predatory night stalker that makes a yeah. uh, sack a creature in white sadly this is so that's where i got my bad impression with goblins it was a single elimination draft and i just ran into the um basically the mono life game white blue deck round one it's a thing <laughs> yeah it, it it yeah i just i couldn't do anything they had multiple uh i don't even know how to pronounce it the taros faithful the yeah the, the <laughs> battlefield gain four life yep. gain four life brick all your creatures as a yeah. one four um <laughs> it had the uh uh renewal uh renewed faith the cycling yep. the life cycling is <laughs> just like yep <laughs> like it had three of those main deck and at least two of the uh the the yeah it, the faith oh yeah uh, <laughs> uh, yeah i didn't i didn't win that i had to my my plan was to just sideboard into i think 13 maybe 14 lands and just hope to just completely curve out because i did have a falter or two yeah and i did have i think um it's called rights of initiation if you you know discard cards at random give your creatures plus one plus zero mm, i don't know the name of it now uh yeah that card's really good and i had multiple kindles and um it was still uh it was rights of initiation uh yeah where you can discard any number of cards at random from your hand and creatures you control get plus one plus zero hmm. uh for each one so if it, it's just nice flood insurance um even if you do have like you know 14 lands you yeah, once you get up to three, you don't need any more lands in play. So I just start holding them back because my curve stopped at, I think I had one four drop. It was the, uh, the pillaging horde, the five, five, but then when it enters the battlefield, you have to discard a card at random Yeah. for two red, red. And that was like the top of my curve. Um, so you just hold your lands up and then try to swing in and hope they like let, <laughs> let through like a, a few of your, um, two power, uh, hulking goblins and then just get them that way. Um, I've played, uh, I tried to, 
I tried to make Storm work once, and it was just an absolute failure. And I haven't actually run into a, a, a really put together Storm deck. I did have some. I, I did have someone that was playing like a it was like a con, kind of combo control storm deck because they just couldn't get enough cards together to actually make a dedicated storm deck, but they did um, do the the old uh, since they had no is a creatureless control deck uh, gush into balance which was pretty good uh, you know they returned two lands so that they have <laughs> even fewer lands out no creatures and then I sack all my creatures. And several of my lands, and it just completely set me back. And they're able to actually play like little uh, uh, two power flyers to to win the game. But I, I I haven't gotten the goblins and storm so far has been the disappointments for me. That they I, I haven't gotten them to work yet. Um, I tried a just a green green white big fat dude ramp deck uh, just because I, I I thought that maybe. It seems like almost any creature that has more than like four power is just, you know, completely board dominating. So I just figured, oh, just ramp into a bunch of those. But um, it's it's kind of tough if you're not really doing anything turns one through maybe four uh, in, in this format when you could you could put out a wild mongrel um, and start going to town. Um, let's see. Um, were there any? Uh, I I don't know if you played enough, but were there any like uh, uncommons or commons that you underrated going in, but then when you played with them, uh, overperformed? Well, um, you know, drafting the uh, Goblins deck, um, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I don't know, I must have, like, I must have wound up with four Goblin Matron uh, in my very <laughs> first draft, um, and then one, and I passed a couple of them along the way, uh, probably in favor of things that I now think are worse, but uh, the Beetleback Chieftain, like mm-hmm. it seems like such a underwhelming like four mana for a two two, and then you get two one ones, uh, and they're all goblins obviously, but like it was the best card in the goblins deck. I feel, I mean, because like yeah, of course you want the goblin general, you know, of course you you know pile driver's nice if you can get it, um, but. Just being able to have all those extra bodies is so good. It's a good thing against, like, because there's so much bounce in this format, I feel like. Yeah. Like, there's just lots of bounce. So you're losing a lot of creatures, or you're just losing a lot of tempo. So, like, being able to, like, have a creature that they really can't bounce without you, like, getting more stuff out of it is just, it's just solid. And the, the way I've played the deck out a lot of times is that I'll just play some creatures, and then they'll play some creatures, and then I'll play some creatures, and they'll play some creatures, and they're like, oh, what are we doing? And I'm just, like, and I just wind up with, like, 20 creatures on the board, <laughs> and then I go, falter, kill. And it's like, I've done that at least twice with the deck, where I just just keep adding to the board, and, and oh, man, one game or one draft deck, I actually drafted Grenzo, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my guy. goodness. I just kept going, uh I've got I'm like I've got Grenzo and he had like lots of ways to stop my stuff. So I have a Grenzo out that's like a six six and the highest power I've got is a four in the deck. So I'm just going uh two, you know, goblin, two, goblin, two, goblin. Like I'm just like cause the deck I think had twenty two creatures in it and two spells. Hmm. Um so it was just like uh yeah, I'm going to tap two mana and play a goblin, you know? And it was just like, I did that and did that and did that. And then eventually just faltered and won. Um, and it was just, it was awesome. 
Um, I wish I wish I was able to draft a different deck. Honestly, like I wish I could draft something else, but I've just really felt like like I really want to draft like the Battle Screech, um, kind of the tokens, you know. You and everyone else. Yeah, really, <laughs> it's like one of the strongest cards. Um, that yeah, that's one I can't believe is a common. Yeah, it's really. It just it just feels so hard to beat <laughs> if yeah. you're not like if you're not playing black or like some way to like sweep up the board. It just seems like it's just out of control. Uh, once they get there. Because um, yeah, I saw that in conjunction with the battle, the Beetleback Chief you're talking about. Yeah. In a red white tokens deck, and it was just oppressive. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the one common. I just, it just doesn't seem like it's a common. Yeah, and uh, and like so the goblins deck, I've backed it up with black every time. So like, I'll put Chainer's Edict in there, just kind of things to clear whatever you can, you know. Sometimes it doesn't matter what they get rid of if you just get rid of a blocker, you know? <laughs> and uh, and the card that, like, I've wound up main decking one, even though they started, like, the first couple times in my sideboard, but now, like, I get one in the main deck is Aftershock. Um, yeah. Because, like, again, same thing. You just usually want to try to clear something off the board. To, to be able to get through with enough damage. Like, I aftershocked uh, and took myself down to one life and then killed somebody one game, you know? Like, because I was at four, and it was just getting close. And I was like, well, if I just clear this blocker, I can get through. Um, but it wound up working out. Um, and then, obviously, any any chain lightnings you can get. Um, the deck, surprisingly, requires a little more mana than you'd think. Like, you think goblins, you think, like, you know, like 12 lands in a draft deck yeah. or something. But, like, really, you want, like, 15, 16 most of the time. Uh, because the the Beetleback Chieftain is four, and you definitely want him. The Ringleader's four. You definitely want that. Um, I've, I've found myself putting the Goblin Commandos in one or two, at least in the sideboard. Um, and they've been pretty good. Like, being able to, like take out a shadow creature or or take something out that's getting on your nerves like i actually had somebody block with a magister of worth um for block my tutu whatever for whatever Mm -hmm. reason and then i was able to drop the the commando and kill the magister which was huge um and there's just i don't know it's it's at first i was like this card isn't going to be that good but it seems a lot more useful for the goblin deck than you would think. Um, and then, of course, if you've got War Chief, it gets better because it's cheaper, you know. Um, but it's actually not too bad. Just being able to like clear something out of the way. Again, it's all about just like clearing as much of the ground as you possibly can to be able to get through. Um, yeah, I mean, I played. I I complimented it with uh, like a splash of black as well, and yeah. Uh, whenever I've been playing aggro, I've liked the black aggro cards more. Um, just like the fledgling Jin, the uh, the Carnophage, the Fallen. Fallen Ascari has actually been better than I expected. Oh, in it's aggressive great. Deck. Oh, it's really just because good. yeah, that, that's just an easy way to punch through all those uh, battle screech tokens because yeah. they'll just they'll die if they try to try to block it. Right, right. And um, I've actually tried. I, I I've always I've usually had enough goblins to not include them, but I've drafted them for the for the goblins deck just kind of like in case i didn't you know because if it was like no goblin take the aggro black creature like i mm-hmm. i think i actually did play a goblins deck that had three carnophage in it main deck too 
you know so it was like goblins and carnophage and it was just kind of uh really a fun deck to play <laughs> so i guess you haven't been drafting blue so so you might not have experienced this but i found uh kind of similar to a conspiracy that i've actually been coming a lot or just <laughs> coming very close to decking myself a lot more in this format than a normal yeah. limited format i mean just you know you got factor fiction as a as an uncommon yeah uh, that that's gonna dig you um almost t- you're gonna see almost 10 percent of your deck when you do that and then you, <laughs> you get to you know if you have scrivener i've loved a lot so the i mean the creatures are okay unless they have like you know some sort of enter the battlefield uh effect but the the spells are just you know like i said factor fictions and uncommon uh astral slide which is ridiculous is an uncommon um Although that's not really a that's not a spell it's an enchantment but uh, Scrivener I I was just passing them I wasn't including them in my decks and then I just did it once and it was just fantastic um, just getting it to rebuy like a a Factor Fiction so I had that I had a Scrivener plus Factor Fiction plus uh, I was splashing black and my only black card was uh, the I think it's like Expunge the one you could cycle but also uh, blow something up which is a sweet. Um, that's probably the most often splashed card uh, in black for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, expunge two in a black and then, you know, destroy the target non-artifact non-black creature and then cycling two. Uh, or uh, Psychotog, which is also an uncommon. And that's just great if you're uh, almost decking yourself because you can just make that thing uh, absolutely gigantic. Hmm. Um, so that, yeah, that's been pretty good. I, I've played a few, I've, I actually played a, I've played several Astral Slide decks, and then yeah. also I had the uh, the Brago uh, combo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had Brago with the life gain guy. Uh, and yeah, the, uh... I scooped so hard to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I scooped so hard to that card. I saw it, and I looked at the board, and I usually don't scoop online anymore um, after realizing just, like, how bad the program is i'm like there's no way there's yeah. no reason to scoop like let them play it out because i had an opponent where i like almost wanted to just try to run my clock down as much as possible uh <laughs> on like my last like turn or two because they kept disconnecting and i'm like maybe i can get them to just oh. disconnect <laughs> out of this match by any means necessary yeah, oh, really? man. I, was just, I mean man those vintage masters packs are expensive dude i mean like oh. ruthless um i mean i'll i'll play hopeless games and make you know someone that obviously is in a commanding position beat me uh you know with the you know i'm looking at the clock maybe and you know there's another uh game to go and there's five minutes left i might i might play something out i normally wouldn't but i i I, I won't try to stall them out or anything like that but yeah that's that's the only problem with the brago plus um the tarot's faithful, the the life gain guy, or the I had I had both I had two of them and two mana wars, and I had one of, I had one each out, and yeah, you could just see them like you only get to do it once; they'll just immediately concede. Uh, that's the only problem because it's so much fun, but it also kind of gives all your guys uh, vigilance since you can just blink them and now they're uh, ready to block again. And yeah, it was an aggro deck, and yeah, I only got to do it once before they just auto conceded. Um. Are there any other uh, uh, combos you're able to put put together that just got the auto concede from somebody, or that you uh, automatically conceded to? No, uh, nothing I can think of. I mean, other than like the falter, like just yeah. just just showing the falter <laughs> with like twenty creatures out was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I 
for as much as I wanted, I never got the Dream Pod Druid plus Elephant Guide combo, like, you know, two into three. Uh, but I did. And I felt so bad because my opponent actually got that. But then they, that just curved into my turn four control magic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, they got they just conceded on the spot full hand. <laughs> I was just like, um, that felt kind of wrong. Yeah, um, that's pretty much all all I've been doing. Um, I've even been playing Legacy because now in the uh, the constructed queues on on Moto, uh, they're giving out uh, vintage uh, master packs as prizes. So I've been uh, putting back together the, the burn deck <laughs> and just jamming uh, two man queues there whenever I want to get a constructed match in just to just to fuel the uh, fuel the vintage master drafts. Um, there is one thing I wanted to mention, uh, just because it happened or I got the reimbursement today. So there's a bug on magic online right now for, uh, council's judgment. Do you know that uh, card? Yeah. Um, so in real life, it's supposed to be, you control the council's judgment, you cast it, and then you vote for a non-land permanent, uh, that you don't control. And then your opponent gets to vote. And obviously they have, and if in a two man match, they're just going to vote for the thing you vote for because if the votes tied, they both get exiled. Uh, but in Moto, it doesn't show you what they voted for. Huh. So I've been guessing like that, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's probably the most powerful, uh, thing I have on the board. So I've, I've, I'm two for three on guessing it. It's a, it's, it's a known bug. Um, so I'm two for three on guessing it. So I haven't been, uh, scummy and asked for, uh, reimbursement for that. But, uh, someone, someone mind gamed me and, uh, <laughs> and voted for like my second best thing on the board and so they uh, so uh, yeah i just got like my entire board swept and i was just Aww. i was left with like that uh that looter guy <laughs> wow like, what a blowout that sucks <laughs> like uh i i thought when i i, I played against that card once mm-hmm. and i swore that when they voted it showed a little targeting symbol on my on my thing that they voted for so even though it doesn't actually target, I thought it did. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought no, it I, actually showed a targeting symbol on it. No, I went into chat and the the orc, the the, the little administrators were like, "Yes, it's a known bug." Um, I was still a little salty, so I I, I usually don't file um, unless it's something egregious, like the program just crashes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got I had to do I, that for the first time recently. I was pretty annoyed. But yeah, just uh, an hour ago, I got the got the reimbursement. Yeah, <laughs> it was there. Good to go. Uh, Cause yeah. So uh, if you want to game it um, before, <laughs> before the next update, if you have, uh, if you have council's judgment, uh, vote for like their second best thing. And uh, <laughs> uh, you, you'll, you can get a nice little two for one there. <laughs> That's terrible. Terrible awesome. advice. <laughs> okay. But... Th- yeah. And then after that stall and hope they time out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, they're going to be running the release events until July 2nd, and the packs are still going to be available until cons, but I don't know what they're going to do if they're going to keep doing, like, certain, like, limited events or whatever. Um, is it going to go into the limited queues or no? I don't think it is, though. That's the weird thing, is, like, I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm hoping that they do. I'm hoping that they keep it going in some form. Um, because I want to keep playing this set. I really enjoy it, but I bet that they want people to also play M15 on there. Yeah. But when's that coming out online? Uh, probably like August something I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I bet this goes in the limited queues until then. 
I hope so. I hope. Yeah. I, I really want to keep playing it. Like I get paid on July 2nd and the downtime happens and I'm like, come on. <laughs> so like, it's kind of a bummer, but, uh, you know, so I'm really hoping that it does keep going after this because I want to get more of it in. Uh, I just want to see, like, like I said on the last episode, I want to see what sort of crazy vintage cards I can wind up with in my moto collection. And like, if it's nothing that I care about, I might, uh, you know, just ditch the stuff. And that's the other thing is I'm kind of, well, if, well, okay. For a minute I was like, well, if nothing else, I'll have like legacy goblins. Right. And then I looked up the price <laughs> of uh Rishadon port on Moto. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the, that's the barrier to entry for goblins is the, is the lands. A hundred dollar Rishadon port, like 110 tickets each or something. And then really? like, yes. And then like the wastelands are like something like a hundred tickets each. So, uh, because it's like promo only. So it's just like, wow. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, okay. I could build goblins for $800. No, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know about that. That seems kind of like crap. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just buy the, the, uh, the burn deck off of, uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it's spreading man it's uh, people are starting to play it online yeah like a lot more I'll, although i guess it was overrepresented uh, overrepresented online to begin with yeah so i'm just thinking like maybe i'll just <laughs> rebuy the burn deck and just play burn with no wastelands <laughs> burn doesn't play wastelands no no oh, you can okay. probably get away without playing uh fetch lands if you if you want to yeah, as well. Fetch lands aren't super expensive on Moto. So. All right, cool. So that's Vintage Masters. Now, uh, just real quick about Modern. Um, I had planned on playing in the uh, PTQ for Modern uh, in Fort Worth this past weekend. Um, I did not. Um, we got together uh, the Monday before. Uh, we actually put together a team uh, for our local store, Common Ground Games. Uh, Team CGG uh, just recently just just to get a group of people together who all wanted to improve their game and to help each other out and we had been doing this kind of loosely and a little disorganized for a long for a while for some of the events over the last year or so uh, but it was, I really wanted to try to get enough people together to make it work like we tend to test sealed because we just don't have enough people to test draft and I wanted to make sure that we could reliably test draft this next uh ptq season so we expanded our numbers we have a 10 person team now i'm pretty pumped about it and a bunch of people that i'm pretty solid on and and feel like are going to do a great job contributing and being team players which is the most important thing is um you know we have a player on the team that's been playing magic for two months i don't even know if you realize that steven but stefan who Mm -hmm. fortunately is not also pronounced steven um, it's it's Stefan. Stefan's been playing for two months, and um, and I'm actually really excited to have him on the team because I think he brings a fresh perspective. Uh, he does not have bad habits that we have to unlearn, and we can teach him good habits. I think it's a really uh, I think he's going to be a really valuable asset to the team. Um, I think it's really important to have people on your team that are interested in growing as players and don't already think they're perfect players because nothing good comes of that. Sorry. Um, Hey, it's cool. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, about so we, we got together Monday and we tested modern, and um, uh, I mean it went well. I was testing uh, blue white red control with uh, Kiki Jiki, 
in the deck. And uh, I don't know about all that. I, I, it was an awesome combo when you made it work. But that triple red, it just felt so brutal. And having three of them in the deck, I felt like they were always in my opening hand. They were always in my opening hand. And I always wanted to mulligan it away. Um, just really feel like I want two in the deck and maybe like an Ajani Vengeant um, instead of the third Kiki. But uh, it was an interesting deck. And I, and I thought it was fun. But um, what happened was we got to Friday. We went to FNM. I was not in the right mindset to be playing FNM that night. So uh, I really didn't get any good play in and just felt less and less confident about my ability to perform well at a, at a modern PTQ the following day. And uh, again, be part of this team. And I think John said it was that um, he thinks that the team motto should be know thyself because we really want to grow as players and not and just be honest with ourselves and assess our our positions honestly and um, and learn as much as we possibly can. So um, I could tell at that point that I was going to spend the time and the money to go to this PTQ and just scrub out. And I didn't want to do that. And especially in the mindset I was in at that moment, like I really didn't need that because it would have been really demoralizing. So um, identified it and, and, and bowed out and I, I don't regret that at all. Um, but I'm glad I got to test the format for myself for the first time. And I have to say, you know, I've, I've, I've kind I've kind of been a little critical of modern as a format in the past. Um, a little hateful. Um, like I do. And uh, I, I actually really enjoy it. I think it's really neat. It feels super powerful, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you're on with almost every single deck in the field, except for maybe the blue-eyed red control deck. And even then they have a combo finish. It, it feels like you're on a, like a, a, a definite clock. And that clock is like four or five turns, basically. Yeah. It, it feels like Legacy. I played Legacy a bit uh you know, a few years back, I played Merfolk for a while. I played Bug Control for a while um, in in Legacy, and and it feels that powerful. It really does. Um, you don't have like the turn one, turn two, um, pretty consistent combo kills, which is something that they've gone to great lengths to prevent. But you you have some pretty intense early like threats. Like, I mean, I was seeing like what turn three Carnes? you know, like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, I was kind of blown away by it, honestly. And it was, it was fun. And, uh, I'm looking Do people forward... really play Tron in like real life. I played against it twice in four rounds at FNM. Really? Twice. I've played a lot of modern, like in person around here. And I've never, I've seen people play it. I've seen the guy with the, uh, um, depending on how you want to order it, uh, the, the Tron lands with big Sharpie WTs and Fs in there or, you ah. know, for, for the win, it could be for the win as well. Um, on each piece of the Tron lands, but I've never actually played against it and I've, I've played several matches around here. It, I always felt like it was more of like a, an online thing. No, it's, it's, I mean, like I said, two of the four rounds and, um, it's a neat deck. It's a deck I almost feel like I want to play, to be honest with you. I mean, 
ramping into Kozilek. I'm cool with that. Ramping into Emrakul. I'm down with that. I can get into that. That's pretty neat. Whenever I play it online, they're mostly just ramping into Worm Coil. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you definitely get the Worm Coils, too. I mean, uh, but having a Karn come down on turn three, which seriously happened to me at least two times, pretty brutal. Pretty hard to come back from. Um, but, you know, it was okay. That's why I play Burn. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I don't have to worry about that deck. Yeah, and 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 I actually and I really do like the burn deck too in modern. Um, it feels really competitive. Um, and uh, I don't know. There's a lot of decks in modern at this point that I feel like I want to try to build and and play and learn, which is cool. That's good. You know, that's progress. Like getting my feet wet in the format. Uh, this past week was was a good experience. And um, we're, we're moving in the direction of next modern PTQ season being ready to roll, you know, or, or, or if there's a GP in like the fall or winter uh, that's modern being prepped for that. So, you know, we'll see what happens with time. We're going to we're going to work it in occasionally into our testing regimen. Um, the next big event we're testing for other than tomorrow, we're testing for the TCG player 5K in Fort Worth um, in August 2nd and 3rd, there's a SCG open in Dallas in Fort Worth called Dallas jerks. Are they actually going to start with the modern then, or is it still legacy? The um, actually starting this weekend coming up, I believe is going to be the super IQs uh, on day two, in addition to legacy. So that's what's going on. So they've got a modern super IQ and a legacy open. So that's the deal with that. Which one would you play on Sunday or just trade, I guess? Um, you know, it's a good question. Um, I would probably play burn in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, did you see the, that the last SCG open? No. Burn one legacy. Was it running tyrants choice? Ha, no, Aww. I tried to, I tried to make that work. It was way too clunky. Really? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the advantage of the burn deck is you get to run price and progress and just hose everyone except for elves. Uh, but even then, you could just I side into a bunch of cards that are really good against them. So it just didn't work. It Eidolon, wasn't worth it. four of Eidolon. Oh yeah, that's a given. Wow, and sold out all on SCG at this point. Twenty five dollar foils sold nice. out. Oh man, that's incredible. Got them for six bucks. That is, oh, the foils? Foil. Oh, nice. That's. <laughs> I was in on the burn deck pretty early, though, I guess. Sure, sure. No, of course. Now, this is great. Oh, this is great. I love this. Oh, I really love this. This is. An yeah, I like the ensnaring bridge so much. This is an excellent, excellent plan. Oh, wow. Ensnaring bridge? Yeah, that's so much better than the and mind little... break trap. Yeah, I've been saying I've been preaching mind break trap versus versus storm uh, period for forever. So I mean that's that's great. I mean I think it should be in the modern sideboards honestly um, against combo. But this is oh this is beautiful. I love this. Oh this is what I want to play. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been playing in the the two man queues online. Yeah, this is just. Epic making people rage. It's kind of fun. This is everything I want to be doing. Yeah. I'll probably play this in the SCG open, <laughs> um, me and the army, but I don't care. And, um, you know what? 
Maybe we put the uh, maybe we put the what's it called the dragon's claws in the sideboard, huh? Oh Jesus, no. Yeah, we're we're in Texas, baby. We're gonna be playing against red at some point, so you know, it might not be a bad plan, or it might be. Except it is. It's a horrible yeah, plan. Maybe, maybe not. So uh, anyway, for for this weekend at TCG, um, I'm gonna play Naya Hexproof, um, because it's the deck I really wanted to play at states and was talked out of it. Oh, yeah. And uh, and uh, now I want to play it um, because it seems like a good choice. This is the time, man. I'm going for it. So I'm yeah, do it. if I play, I'll probably be playing the good Naya deck, uh, Naya Tokens. Um, I just whenever I play the, I guess if you curve out. So if you curve out and get to cast your spells, Naya Hexproof is probably close to unbeatable, especially since no one's playing control right now. It's actually probably the best time for it. Yeah, because it's it's really hard. Uh, it's really hard for a lot of those aggro decks to beat, um, and it's impossible uh, just about for burn to beat um, any aggro deck, mono blue, anything like that. Uh, they can't beat it. Um, the only deck that really has like a favorable matchup is like Esper Control, and they're just not. That's just not being played right now in large numbers. Yeah, I mean, like the uh, the one problem is uh, what's it, Vower Flesh. You know, is is a card, and uh, the black decks. A lot of them are playing it main, but uh, I was happy to see that like only two of the four in the top sixteen of uh, last weekend's SCG uh, were playing it in the main. Or am I thinking of the Grand Prix lists? I can't remember. Uh, there wasn't as much Devour Flesh um, as I was expecting, and uh, the less of it that exists, the better I'm going to do. Well, that and the the actual list that we're looking at, the one by uh, Brian DeMars, actually is running 20 creatures, which I actually like a lot. That was one of the problems previously, is just that you would you would just have these hands with no creatures but lands and spells, and you know, you'd know you have to ship it. Um, and then you, main deck for Voice of Resurgence is just great versus Devour Flesh. It's probably the best thing you could sacrifice. So we'll see, but uh, I'm definitely playing this deck. Uh, and you're going to play the Naya Tokens deck, you said? If yeah. You play? Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. Cool, cool. I think it just has game versus every conceivable combination of decks, except for maybe monsters. That might be an issue. Although if they don't, if it's if it's monsters that don't have trample, then you can just make trump blockers for days, and then you have a lot of in-game reach. Yeah. I, I think it's one of the better decks that no one's really playing well, got, right now. You've got Elspeth, right? Yeah. So I mean, you can minus Elspeth against yeah, monsters, that's true, and that deals with a good amount of their stuff. I mean, and it runs uh, three Mizium Mortars and a couple of Xenagos, so that's kind of ramp, and you're already running uh, Caryatids and Coursers and uh, Elvish Mystics, so you've got really good game versus aggro, and uh, yeah, I think it's just it's got a game plan versus everyone, so I like it. Cool. And, and I, I just like tokens anyway. For sure, yeah. And, I mean, like, and the most important thing for me, uh, uh, coming from you, is it's a deck that actually has put up a finish at a tournament, so that's good. Uh, where? Uh, oh, yeah, one states. Yeah, never mind. No, Naya Tokens, ninth place at SCG. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, like it's you know, it's a deck that's actually put up a finish recently, and that's and that's that's new for you. Uh, huh. So uh, you know, ninth place. It's it doesn't run any Riddle of Lightning. Um, it doesn't run any Enter the Infinite. So I mean, it seems like a solid choice. Thank you. <laughs> but it 
that's cool. I know, no, for real though. Like I'm actually looking forward to testing against it. It's it's an it's an exciting deck, um, and it's a deck I like. And I liked, I mean, I liked your goofy four color version, you know. But like this is like pretty. I feel like this deck's a lot more consistent. It feels like you know. Um, it takes out all, all the bad cards and plays good cards. Wow, what a concept! Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I I played I played blue green pseudo infinite mana at FNM the other day, so you know how'd that go? I, I went okay. I went one three, <laughs> but I got to hard cast world spine worm at least twice, and I got to. Um, I got to Monstrous 12 Pelucranos. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some pretty fun busted stuff with it. I wasn't looking to 4-0, you know? Like, I built a deck that I was looking to, to do some fun stuff with, and I accomplished that. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, there's still work to be done. I'm going to write an article about the deck um, uh, next week. Um, so, you know, anyone who is still interested in reading my articles after uh, reading about me talking about Dark Prophecy... Um, oh, Lord. You know, feel free to check that out. Um, and now I have to say, I haven't been paying much attention to like the current standard deck lists. But, you know, mono black aggro is a thing right now. Um, and I've been toying with it myself. Um, and that's part of what I addressed with uh, the Dark Prophecy article was, you know, it was basically around it was in a mono black aggro shell. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh have have the because so i posted this article on thursday and then saturday scg open has two mono black aggro lists in the top 16 that are both running festering newton bubbling cauldron in the side which i was like i was like i feel good right now because i was just talking about how that would be great a great combination of cards in an aggro metagame um two days after i post that here we go with two lists in the top 16 running that card combination in the sideboard uh whether or not it came from my article uh i mean i know it didn't come from my article but it still was like see i'm not completely stupid it was just a little bit of vindication and it felt good you know um so so that was cool I'm glad that's seeing play before rotation. I, I want that to work. Those that, that little combo. I, I'm I'm pleased to see this. Uh, now they just need to put Dark Prophecy in there and really get the value get train going. Maybe next week. Maybe I should play that next week. Maybe I should just play the Mono Black Aggro with Dark Prophecy next weekend. What do you think? Like, do you want an honest answer or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, do you want me to lead you down a road of personal self destruction? Honesty. <laughs> uh, um, I'm lukewarm on Naya Hexproof, but I would go with that over anything to do with <laughs> Dark Prophecy. All right, fine. Okay, let's get into some spoilers. I'm not going to be on here too much longer. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the wizard site isn't updating until midnight Pacific time. Oh, yeah. those jerks. So we're stuck with what we have. We're just going to kind of quickly go over a couple. We'll hit this harder uh, in our next episode in two weeks. Um, first thing I want to talk about. Obnixilis Unshackled. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay, let me read this card. This is a 4-4 four, four, 
Flying Trample. Legendary Creature Demon. It's a rare. Two black and four. Whenever an opponent searches his or her library, that player sacrifices a creature and loses 10 life. Whenever another creature dies... Has another ability. It doesn't seem There's fair. more. Whenever another creature dies, put a plus one plus one counter on Obnixilis Unshackled. Now, do you like this just because it's a complete troll on all EDH players? <laughs> well, that's amazing. But no, I like this in Legacy Reanimator. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, people were playing things like Jin Cataxius. I think that this card. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, people search their library like every turn in Legacy, right? I mean, I, I, I would say maybe modern. I don't know because modern like... too. I mean, either way, and that's the other thing. Well, I like it in I like it in Legacy. I like it as a Reanimator target for Reanimator. I do. I think it's a really cool one for Legacy and for uh, modern. Um, now in modern, the, the idea I shot at Ryan uh, Ryan Germore. Uh, tonight when I was texting him was just running this in a modern deck with four ghost quarter, four path to exile. Yeah. I, 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 I was thinking the same thing. Um, but then I realized those are all optional. The searching is optional. You could just decide to like lose your land. No, I know. No, I know. That's the thing is like, <laughs> no, you just seriously get to just play like wasteland and exile target creature. I mean, you don't, yeah. you don't, that, that, I'm not even saying like, oh, we're going to get them. We're going to make them lose 10 life. No, but it's just, it's just, you get no benefit from this. I play one white. I exile any creature. I sacrifice this land and destroy any of your non-basics. I mean, I think it's. No, no, no. Ghost Core is any land, isn't it? Oh, I guess it is. I don't know. Well, either yeah. way. You turn into strip mine, basically. Yeah, man. I mean, that's just a neat thing to be able to do. Well, but it, the, the problem is, is in modern, um, there's, that's just kind of a worse, like, have, it's not called death and taxes, it's just like mono-white aggro, yeah. and it runs four of the Leonin Arbiter. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And four of the um, Avon Mind Sensor. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you just get to do all this stuff, and you don't have to jump through hoops to reanimate anything, you can just a- Aether Violin, that kind of stuff, or just play it on, on curve. Hmm, Yeah. Okay, I guess you're right. Well, I don't. I'm not. I'm not terribly familiar with the modern metagame, but uh, but I love this card, and I think it's got such a powerful ability. And uh, yeah, you know what? That uh, that trolling the mo- the EDH players is uh, even sweeter. So that's why I thought you were excited. I thought you were going to go out and build a, a deck to do this and just hate on all the people with their deck full of tutors. <laughs> Yeah, well, that could be that, too. And that, and that might be a possibility in the future. Um, name a card you're pumped about. I, I'm actually kind of excited about uh, Illusory Angel actually being modern standard legal. So previously that was just a plane chase card. So it was only legal and obviously plane chase and uh, legacy. And there was like a mono blue like stompy deck that randomly top aid an SCG legacy event. I want to say like a year or two ago. Huh. So I feel like you could actually do something with this maybe in maybe mono blue post rotation or uh, something in modern. I don't know. It, it, it seems like it's playable. Why wait till post rotation, though? 
Like, why don't you just play this in mono blue devotion before rotation and run like Cloudfin Raptor? So you can go Cloudfin Raptor Illusory Angel and, you know, just like blue flyers. Yeah. I mean that could be that could be good. This this is a cool card. I, I I'm I'm not too familiar with the commander decks, so I'm not too familiar with this card. But uh, but I like this four four flyer for a blue and two. Cast it only if you've cast another spell this turn. I like that a lot. Um, I mean that seems really strong, and uh, I, I mean it could fit just fine in the uh, the mono blue devotion deck. Um, another card I like, and I don't know if it's existed previously, so I actually. I uh, should look it up, but I, I haven't seen it before. Ulcerate. What is that? Tell me what that it, does. It's uh, one black for an instant, and it target creature gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. So it's just black. Black for an instant. It's just like a black lightning bolt, basically. Yeah. But you lose three life. Um, I believe it's a worse last gasp. Um, let me see. So uh, like last... I Last Gasp is... A, oh, no, no. Last I was thinking gasp, of uh, Disfigure is like... That's minus two, minus two. Yeah. Right, Last Gasp is one and a black, minus three, minus three instant. So it's cheaper. Oh, yeah, this is really good. I mean, Last it's Gasp is good. Yeah, it's obviously playable. Um, but, I mean, like, Disfigure gets played in Legacy. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I was just curious, like, this will obviously get played in Standard. Although, I mean, in mono black, you start running into life problems with your uh, underworld connections plus this. But especially versus, you know, you already have a bad matchup versus the the aggro decks and burn. But uh, I'm just curious if this could. I mean, it seems like this is like modern playable. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, I mean, I mean, it's it's good. Well, it, it's, you got to compete with Disfigure, I guess, which is just slightly better. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been talking about um, we about blue blue green ramp mono green ramp glenn jones was playing the green black devotion deck uh in the scg open this past weekend which is just basically a mono green ramp deck that also splashes black for like abrupt decays and probably gold mm-hmm. carry charms and things like that um with four garricks in it um seems pretty outstanding i actually really like the deck i'm trying to convince our buddy eric to play it this weekend but he he really seems to be like wanting to go with the simic plan so i'm gonna we're gonna talk to him tomorrow and figure out if we can get him maybe on because he had cures follower out and nick those so he kind of wants to go where i was going with my uh with my ramp deck uh but this genesis hydra seems like it fits <laughs> right into either one of those plans so um uh, especially the mono green. I feel like the mono green's more consistent than what I was doing. What I was doing was kind of cute, but the mono green is just dirty and does like what I what I wanted the blue green to do, but like with a little more consistency. Um, Genesis Hydra is two green and X. It's a you know zero zero plant Hydra rare. When you cast Genesis Hydra, reveal the top X cards of your library. You may put a non-land permanent card with converted mana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield under your control. Then shuffle the rest into your library. Enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters. So or the, this card does, not that card. But um, so you get a big creature and you get to basically ramp into something else for free. So um. What that would probably be, I mean, with this, I mean, you could even roll, if you can hit this for eight, and then you flip over a Garrick Caller of Beasts, <laughs> you can play the Garrick, and then you can play another card from your hand. That seems like it's going to get out of hand really fast. 
Um, I like this card a lot. I mean, I actually thought it was straight up Genesis Wave on a stick, uh, which actually, just after reading it out loud, I realized it's that would be too good. Yeah, it would be way too good. It's still not bad at all. I mean, getting a free Pelucranos out of your four four doesn't seem bad, you know. Like paying six mana and then getting a Pelucranos out of it would be really good. Yeah, it's like a slightly fixed cascade. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it seems good. It's not a, it, You're not casting it, which would be really amazing if you were also casting it. True. But uh, but it's still it's pretty sick. Um, so I, I like that I like, a lot. I actually like the the community card, Waste Not. Yeah. It's it, what what uses do you see for it? Because I mean, it, it's a little odd, but uh, I I could see it going in that eight rack deck in modern. Yeah. That's like just auto discard. So if you're just like Ravens cramming people um, and they start discarding, you know, non-creature, non-land cards, you get to draw a card that lets you, um, you know, provides fuel for your to, to rebuy your your uh, Ravens crime. Um, if they're discarding land cards, I mean, you can just start to like cycle through your discards until they're just empty handed because you're, yeah. you're generating mana at the same time. You're you're uh, you're drawing cards. So hopefully you you're drawing either more discard or, you know, more land to rebuy your Ravens crime. And then, yeah, you're just, uh, you're, you're, you're set after that. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, I have to say, uh, Friday at F and M, um, Josh that plays at our store was playing eight rack. Mm-hmm. Um, and admittedly he was playing it badly. He'll, 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 he would back me up on that. It's not like I'm sitting here like talking smack. He was actually saying, yeah, I made so many mistakes, but watching him, beat one of like the like i have a top eight playmat bros that came into the store on friday watching him beat that guy when he was playing like blue white geist control he just beat him playing the deck and i was just so happy and like i don't think anything's made me happier in a while than uh watching josh uh beat that guy um but this card would go great into that deck you're absolutely right because i did watch a lot of that match and that's actually that's a it's a great idea. I like that. I like the eight rack deck too, honestly. Um, it's... Whispering Madness with this, huh? Whispering Madness. <laughs> what is it that? It's it's uh, it's from um, what was it? Dragon's Maze, maybe. I can't remember. It's, it's one of those sets. I one know of those that. blocks. It's two yeah. blue and a black. It's a sorcery. Each uh, player discards their hand and then draws. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember the rest of it. I know you just discard your hand. That was the main part. Huh. Um, and then it has encode. Uh, not encode. It has. <laughs> That's what they should have called the the the, the keyword ability. But no, it was actually cipher. Cipher. Where right. you exile the spell and it's encoded on a creature. So I don't right. Know. Um, but yeah, each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards a player discarded this way. So, that seems like you get out of hand pretty quick. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that sounds like something you're going to try before rotation. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, there's like, uh, there's got to be some way to... I don't know. Uh, the, there's, there's, I don't know. There's some, there's some punishers for having large hands or having a lot of extra cards um, in standard right now, like uh, Toil and Trouble and... Um, uh, you can feel that with uh, who was who's talking about this is Victor Jenny on uh, on Twitter was talking about this um, with Master of Feasts and Dictative Crucifix. So you yeah, just like yeah. you you fill up their hand and you just hit them for eight, um, and while you're beating down with uh, Master of Feasts. 
Hmm. It's it's interesting. Huh. Not not for eight, but like for seven, basically, or right. eight. I guess if they have a full hand and master of pieces in in play. Oh, that sounds pretty nuts. Um, Probably doesn't work though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Um, so uh, the card that Ryan and I have been completely like fanboying over is um, Oracle of Bones from uh, from Theros Block. Was that from Born mm-hmm. of the Gods? Right. Um, so they gave us another amazing Oracle of Bones uh, cast. So uh, in Garrick's wake. Oh God. <laughs> um, in Garrick's wake is two black and seven sorcery. Destroy all creatures you don't control and all planeswalkers you don't control. So um, if I don't play the uh, dark prophecy deck that I put in my last article um, at game day for M15, I'm probably going to play red black minotaurs. With um, Oracle of Bones plus In Garrick's Wake, uh, Toil and Trouble, and um, First Fears. Yes, huh. exactly. So um, you know, just all, all the dream crushing, all all the dreams. See if see if that gets anywhere. <laughs> uh, have you seen the aggressive mining card? I I for some reason love this card. I don't know why. It's the, it, it, so it's one of the guest design cards. It's by the guy that did uh, Minecraft. Yeah. So you can see it in the art. I just like the art. <laughs> I just think that's really cool. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how you... You need to... I don't know if... I don't think there's a way to do it in standard because there's not really a way to get lands into play without Karametra. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I can't think of any others. <laughs> that, or I guess Maze is in technically, but then you can't play it you can't replay it but anyway uh it just looks like a cool comp i'm sure there's some way to break it somehow uh yeah. maybe not that mana cost though uh with some sort of borg Brigmos or uh something like that some sort of combo where you can like convert lands direct uh like direct to convert cards or land or extra lands in your hand directly into damage hmm. um so like zombie infestation or something weird like that i don't know it yeah, seems cool i mean or like um something like xenagos where Xenagos, you can rant, you can add mana without actually using lands. Mm. So, like, if you've got something like the Burning Tree emissaries and and um, and like devotion and stuff, um, you could probably just like ramp without um, without actually playing lands. And you yeah. Could use this as a card draw. I mean, I don't know. It's, I, it's, I just think the art's really sweet. <laughs> that's it all. is. It, it's a card that's just dying to have something broken done with it. Um, speaking of cards that are dying to have something broken done with it, um, these souls, like the mythic mm-hmm. rares, they seem pretty awesome, right? Some of them do. Um, a soul of Zendikar, I mean, again, we're talking about like ramp decks and having the soul of Zendikar and you can like put, cre- you know, just like re- reusable, uh, beast generation is pretty awesome. And then uh, just having the ability after the creature dies to do it one more time is really cool. It just gives the cards so much more power. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to have to play with these before I actually know whether or not it's relevant enough. I mean, obviously limited. These are super bombs. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm just going to have to play with them before I figure out whether or not it's actually relevant. Like the, the graveyard abilities. 
Um, the the Soul of Ravnica one definitely seems like it if you have that much mana lying around. Um, but like for Soul of Zendikar, I'm just comparing that to previous cards that saw play. Like you know, for six mana and a green deck, I'd rather have Big Garrick, no question. Um, that just that's inevitability right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, previously Garrick, um, the five drop Garrick. I mean that that's I mean the plus there was just spitting out three threes, and that mm-hmm. that only cost five. Right. Uh, so I don't really feel like you're getting an amazing deal with the Zendikar one. Mm-hmm. Um, Soul of Shondalar, I just don't know what deck that goes in, the, yeah. the red one. I mean, 6-6 six, six first strike for 6 is pretty big, and I mean, that's a cool ability, pay 5 and, you know, <laughs> bolt something and, and hit hit your opponent for 3. I mean, that's, it's only slightly worse than Inferno Titan mm-hmm. uh, at that point. Except the thing is, like, all these require mana to actually activate, but you get to... yeah buy it back from the graveyard i think the soul of ravnica one's pretty good if you if you actually get that much mana going yeah now the soul of new phyrexia is already going for 15 dollars on star city well that's just stupid uh well i mean think about i mean like it's an awesome card for commander i think a lot of people are into it for that reason um just because it fits in every commander deck and uh being able to uh you know when you've got so many board wipes uh and things like that in the format like being able to give your permanence indestructible uh is a desirable ability so i wouldn't i mean how much are all the souls going for are they more than ten dollars well the new frexy one's 15 let's see i'm curious yeah i haven't looked up the prices to any of this usually i'm actually like trying to keep an eye out but it just never seems worth it yeah soul of zendikar is is five bucks so i mean it's not like um it's not a lot and uh it looks like there are the chandelar is 10 the other ones are five New Phyrexia is hmm. 15. Maybe Soul of Ravnica is not bad at 5. I don't know. Waste not at 10. Wow. <laughs> huh. <laughs> That's not going to last. I mean, it's re- it's a really cool card. And I want I want to play with it, but uh, I don't I don't see it immediately seeing plain standard. So, I mean, I, I just don't see that happening. Aggressive kinda... mining already sold out at a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's nothing here. I'd like. Uh, there's no cards that like jump out where I'm like, oh, this is a, this is definitely going to see play. That other than like you know a bunch of commons and uncommons I've seen so far. Um, I kind of like the the Yisan, the Waterer Bard. It's a really slow kind of pseudo birthing pod. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you get to do it at instant speed, which is pretty cool. And it puts yeah. it into play, but you have to like have an entire curve, which is it's in, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, it's something I'd want to try, but I just don't feel like I feel like it's too slow. Yeah. And it, the constraints it puts on your deck are just too too much. Well, I mean, like you're playing green, right? Yeah. You've got you've got Mystic, Carroted, Cursor, uh, Pelucranos, um Arbor Colossus. I mean, like, you, you've got the curve. Like, you can do it, but I don't know why you wouldn't just, like, put, like, a Boon Seder or something in that slot. You know, like, and just keep going for it. Yeah, because you have to spend three, wait an entire turn for it not to get killed. And it's not then, like a 2-5 or anything. It's a 2-3. No. And then, and then you have to spend three, and then you're putting in, like, an Elvish Mystic. Yeah. Like... It's it's a really low return, at least for like several turns. It feels and, way too slow. Yeah, I mean, if you're able to do that, then you're probably under no pressure to, uh, and you're probably not losing the game anyway. Yeah. Um, Spirit Bond seems like something I want to try. It, it seems like there's enough, like there's 
almost going to be a threat, like enough of uh, like a nearly mono white tokens deck available, or maybe green white tokens mm-hmm. uh, with spirit bonds. Uh, raise the alarm uh, is getting reprinted. Yeah. Um, so card. there's uh, just maybe they, you might need a few more token generators um, because there's kind of a conflict. Like all the tokens from the Slesnia Guild in Ravnica are all just gigantic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was kind of leading you to do a different thing. You weren't trying to, like we traditionally do with a token strategy where you just try to build a giant mass of tokens. You're supposed to just try to build these, you know, big, you know, like an Avon of the worm token and then populate it. Mm-hmm. So there hasn't been like enough. There seems like there's enablers like in Theros with, uh, the, um, was it Spear of Heliod and, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Dictate of the, of, of Heliod. And, uh, yeah, the, yeah, Dictate of Heliod and um, Hall of Triumph, which is seeing uh, standard play, which I'm, you know, not surprised about. Yeah, so if there's just a, there's just not that many generators of, like, mass amounts of tokens where you're getting uh, you're getting it spread across several bodies where the, mm-hmm. the pump effects actually help you. But if they, if they just print a few more and if there's a few more to be spoiled, then well, you know, uh, um, something there. Triplicate Spirits isn't one to, uh, to uh, sleep on, you know? Um, triplicate spirits is a, is two white and four, which is expensive, uh, but it has convoke and it's put three, one, one white spirit creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. So, you know, if you're playing a tokens deck, that convoke is going to be super relevant. And, um, I mean, before rotation playing red, white tokens with young pyromancer, (laughs) (laughs) maybe, with the instant, with the spells and stuff. So, I mean, that might be a good idea. I don't know. Play with Perforos too. I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously. Um, could be doable. Could be interesting. But uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go too deep into this tonight. I mean, we've got a lot of interesting things. Uh, Dark Steel Citadel and Shrapnel Blast both yep. reprinted. Uh, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, that was the one thing I wanted to mention. Was just that I was really hoping for a new burn spell just to <laughs> make burn just completely overpowered. Uh, but I think they, they sniffed that one out and they're just reprinting lightning strike now in its spot. I was hoping they'd go back to searing spear or something like that. Uh, just so there'd be like a, just a ridiculous, massive, uh, efficient burn spells. So you didn't have to play shock anymore, mm-hmm. but they're not going to let you do that. You're going to have to like build your deck differently. And yeah, like shrapnel blast, I guess could be one, but you'd have to completely rebuild the deck. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, and this is again, this is a very far-fetched idea, but uh, the goblin kaboomist, <laughs> right? Um, well, it makes an artifact token. I did see that, but you know? I don't. I don't so, want to be flipping coins. Well, I mean, coin flip or no, like, uh, so you you put the so you flip the coin after you get the artifact token. So the artifact token stays in play. You see that? Yeah. So yeah. so you can flip a coin. Sure. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's 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 mechanically annoying but you flip a coin if you lose the flip you lose the kaboomist but if you um you know you either can use that artifact to you know to do two or you can sack it to the shrapnel blast to do five you know and it sticks around even if the kaboomist dies so uh, just so that's pretty curse scroll <laughs> amen probably on the reserve list we can ask joel <clears throat> no, oh no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, yeah. There's one other thing that I thought was cool uh, for, <laughs> I guess, I, I, for some reason I'm, I've been looking at this like with an eye towards the modern, but sure. Um, uh, Reclamation Sage. What is that? Um, it's uh, basically two and a green for a uh, two two, and 
Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you destroy target uh, artifact or enchantment. It's a 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Oh, never mind. I thought it was a 2-2. Two, two. Why never mind? Eh. Because uh, I guess people, because people, like, so there's some fringe decks that played, like, Viridian Shaman. Uh-huh. As a, like, if, if you have a tutor engine, it's not really played in pot. I guess you could, I guess you could play this in the place of um, Harmonic Sliver in mm. the pot deck. Yeah. Um, since that's a 1-1. One, one. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little more aggro, yeah. Slightly. It's easier to cast if you have it in your hand. Right. Um, although, I guess there's an interaction. Like, if you have clones in your in your pod deck, if you clone the uh, Harmonic Sliver, you actually get two triggers. Because hmm. each sliver has, like, whenever a sliver enters the battlefield. So, ah. it yeah. So, you get the one from the Harmonic. Then if you clone it, you get, like... Two, two, so you're you're blowing up three artifacts total. That's like uh, that's like some allies crap right there. Yeah, that's what uh, Al- Alec had to tell me that one. I don't play enough uh, pod to know that. That's cool. That's cool. I like the pod deck. I I I I got to play with it and I got to play against it, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of bummed I didn't get to play that that Marm PTQ. I was I was pr- I'm pretty confident in Burn, and then I was also playing that uh, black white. It's kind of just mid range deck. Yeah. Um, it's basically, yeah, it's just mid range. Um, uh, but I was just having a lot of success with it online. Uh, the one that, uh, Craig Wesco wrote about, um, and that, uh, Clyde, the glide Drexler had been playing online. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was really good. And then I think, uh, Kibler actually independently wrote an article. Um, basically <laughs> he, he basically, you know, as he'll do, just made a better version of it and add green. Um, and I didn't, I didn't get a chance to test that one out, but it's just basically like a junk mid range. It's basically Jund, but a little more aggro. Um, and I, I liked it a lot. That's uh, so, uh, if I was going to play a modern deck, I'd probably default to burn and just pray that no one's bringing, um, ley line of, uh, was it sanctity? Yeah. Ley line of sanctity. Right. Yeah. I don't feel like a lot of people are playing that right now, but like that, that, that's a really hard to beat card. Well, uh- there is a modern PTQ July 26th in Houston. Um, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, it's it's something we can we can think about, and I think there might be one more. I'm just trying to check. No, nah, it's like Tulsa, Baton Rouge, and like uh, Lubbock are the next closest ones. Lubbock is is uh, August 23rd. That's not terrible. I mean, that's Lubbock's as far away as Houston, right? Is it? I've never made the drive to be honest. Yeah, I don't think it's. A, I think it's about the same distance. Um, you know, we could hit either one of those if you really, if you really do feel good about modern. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason to not try to PTQ that. Um, That's true. I'll, I'll I'll test like the week before and see how I'm feeling. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll, we'll probably do. We've got a group now, you know, and that's good. I like the fact that we have a group. Um, you know, if we've got a if we've got a decent amount of players that want to go, you know, uh, we could probably do that. Let's see here. Five hours. It's a five hour drive. All right. Yeah. So we'll look at it. But um, anyway, I think that uh, oh, we could talk more about M15, but let's wait till we got the full spoiler, which will probably be up by the time we record next. Um, and, uh, also because right now it is 1252 AM and we both work mm-hmm. in the morning. You work earlier than I, but I still do open tomorrow. So, yeah. uh, we've I'm spent... going to be at work in six hours. 
Yeah. Six and a half. Yeah. Yay. All yeah. right. Yay. We spent a little too much time uh, that will be edited out talking about soccer and um, and other things. So Sonic fan art. Sonic fan art. That's gold, man. You gotta keep that. It is. It is insane. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know what to do with that. So uh, maybe I'll put that in the show notes. Oh boy. All right. Cool. So uh, we'll see you in two weeks when we got the full spoiler for uh, M15 and uh, talk about our uh, TCG Player 5K experience. Um, hopefully, we'll talk about Stevens as well. But if not, I'll definitely talk about mine. Um, and until next time. We are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching, start brewing. I can't complain in my own lane. Never encounter fights with self-defense, leg swipes. Alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing down the mic. Now they get caught up in a hype for being so uptight. Sag with your jeans was hella mean, mug, right strike. Android thinking combined. Leroy Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintained a quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding me. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with it. Pursue music with a string. Yo MTG Taps is available every other Thursday on LegitMTG.com, IWantMyMTG.com, MTGCast.com, and iTunes. Email us, YoMTGTaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, YoMTGTaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at YoMTGTaps. Follow me on Twitter, at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter, at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter, at AffinityForBlue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.